Hello, beautiful humans. I'm Zach. And I'm Austin. And, and this, this is The Human Vibe. We're soaring, uh, flying. Come on. There's not a star in heaven. <laughs> I came in with the Troy Bolton part. Come on, with the harmony. <laughs> we do not own the rights to that song, by the way. <laughs> oh, no, I wish. <laughs> Welcome to the Human Vibe. Bonjour. Yes. Welcome. And hey. this is being released right before Thanksgiving. So, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to ho, anybody ho, ho. stateside. Gobble, gobble, gobble. Stateside. Oh! <laughs> I like that. Okay, you funny and cute. Y'all lucky. <laughs> I'm Zach. I'm Austin. And so we, if you're a new a first timer, one, go back and listen to all the other episodes because this one will make a lot more sense, especially today's episode. Hallelujah. Come on, this is part, part two. This is part two of when we left Ireland and we moved to Italy. Mm-hmm. So we left off where we were up in a plane flying from Dublin to Charles de Gaulle. Hey, Paris. Paris. Yes, we were going to Paris. Quick little jaunt. And we kept telling Schnitzel. We're like, Schnitzel, our little miniature dachshund who travels with us everywhere. Sassy little We're like, you're getting ready to be in Paris. Right. And he did a lot better the second time uh, around. Oh, yeah. He's a champion. He's like getting more used to his crate, y'all. So if any of y'all are here for Team Schnitzel, he's doing well. He is. Little cutie. He is an international pooch. Uh, He really is. we really could make him like Instagram famous if we wanted to. I have met, I kid you not, side note, multiple dachshund owners who have like Instagrams with like 15, 20, 25,000 people who like now follow us. And they're like, you don't, oh, you don't have a dog Instagram. I literally met, I kid you not, two people like that. Only two. But still that in the time that we've been here. Yeah. Yeah. Our Instagram is like maybe like 20, 30% pictures of us you know, a couple, 20% pictures of, of, you know, landscapes or whatever. And then the rest of it's uh, schnitzel. Most, yeah, it's they're mostly, mostly schnitzel. Schnitzel. Yeah, schnitzel. Yeah. At, so, uh, yeah, Instagram at Zach and Austin. Zach with an H. Yes. Hit us up. And at underscore the human vibe. The human vibe. Yeah, if you go to our personal Instagram and you follow us, the little human vibe link right there, you ain't got to type, you just click. I know that's right. Okay. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so today we will talk about le- our layover in Charles de Gaulle, which mm. was a five hour layover. Mm. Mm. It's about to be wild. Mm. Get your popcorn, get your coffee, whatever you need, get your champagne. It's Got it. Wild. <laughs> and we'll talk about our trip to Palermo. Um, we ended up choosing to live in the capital of Sicily, mm-hmm. which is the island that the boot is kicking. Yep. That's a good to way to give of you a. Yeah, yeah so a geography lesson. Uh, come edu- educating the children That's every right. episode, y'all. <laughs> we'll talk about our first few days in Palermo. And let me just tell you all right now that going from Southwest Ireland to Sicily. Mm-hmm. Smack dab in the middle of the Mediterranean. Oh, yeah. When we did that episode on culture shock a few weeks back, that's what we were talking about. Mm-hmm. We that experienced moment, this it moment, hardcore. Yeah. So we're going to talk about it. The we're gonna, tea will be spilled. The real, like the good, the bad, the not so pretty. Mm-hmm, all, all of it. it. Um, <laughs> Jinx, you owe me a Coca-Cola. <laughs> uh, yes. So that's what we'll be talking about today. So let's dive right in to our later Charles de Gaulle, Paris. De Gaulle. So we Bonjour. land in Paris and it's like 8 a.m. It's like Paris 8 a.m. Yeah. yeah. You know. And we weren't supposed to be leaving until what? 
whatever one, five hours after eight. Yeah, it was is. like one fifteen p.m. I think. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, so easy, quick little flight. I maybe had fall, fallen asleep on the flight. We're still running on no practically no sleep at this point. Been up for how many hours? Oh my gosh. Yeah, I got like almost no sleep the night before. I was just so antsy and nervous about like missing our flight. Oh, this or whatever. driving on the opposite yeah. side of the road. Yeah, but was... we arrived at Charles de Gaulle. Um, get off the plane, start walking through, go to the bathroom. Uh, we go through these doors that you know, obviously, just like in any airport, once you cross, you can't go back through. Um, and they're kind of guiding us, and we see, all right, if we want to continue to go, because yeah, Char- it, Paris was in our huge. last stop. Yeah, for the. If any of you have been to Atlanta and just the way that Atlanta has multiple corridors and especially if you're flying internationally, you've got to go through border check or like passport control mm-hmm. and things like that. It's very much like that. So we went through multiple right. security checks at this point and then we get up to the formal EU border control. Yeah, check. like the TSA where we're going to like take off our shoes, our belts, yeah. put, put our bags through. Here goes Schnitzel. All right, cool. You know what? We good. We got yeah. We're Let's go. Like, yeah. And well, on, passports on the and other side of that, though, yeah, we went through TSA, but on the other through. side was like the EU border. Yeah, and then that's where you like hand them their passport. Why are you here? What's right. your what's your purpose of your visit? Here's a stamp. Go. Exactly. But so we're in the home stretch of we're we're standing there, and I'm like, okay, let's get Schnitzel's pet passport and all of our documents together, which is in the green folder, the infamous security folder that we keep with us that's fireproof. That. Listen to our other episode. Listen to part one because you already know if you already listened. But it has everything, like our birth certificates, our social security cards, everything in it. All of a sudden, Austin looks at me, and I'm not kidding you when I say this. It was like the color had been completely drained from him. He was like pale white. I, at this point, he looks at me, and the moment he looked at me, I knew exactly what he was going to tell me. He was going to tell me he didn't have the folder, which that was... (laughs) At this point, he has lost it multiple times, (laughs) but I knew, but I looked at his face and I will say that immediately I could just tell, I was like, you feel sorry about it. Like I knew you were sorry and I knew that you were probably beating yourself up. Yeah. Immediately. I was like, it's like, you like feel your, you feel all of your body and you're like, nope, I don't got it. I don't got it. I don't got it. It was our, our whole life. Like every like we were not able to pass. We ever. could not have passed through the next border security. Like handed them our passports. We could not have moved forward. We were literally stuck between this TSA to getting into the to the gate, going past border security. So I literally I run back to where we just just had landed, and I run and I run and and I'm running and. The, the doors are closed. All of a sudden, I see the airline we were flying. I see their help desk. And I wait in line, and I walk up, and, you know, I was like, parlez anglais? And she's like, yes, yes. And I explain, I left a folder on this flight, on this plane. It had been probably 20 minutes after, 25, 30 minutes after we had landed. Is there any way you can go get it? Or is there any way I can go through those doors and see if I left it in the bathroom that I was just in or, or if I can go to the plane? To see if it, you know, because at this point the plane could have left. Yeah, and, but and they were nice minutes, enough to to escort you back and tr- and take you back. There. Well, uh, no. 
Oh, I thought you were talking about when we were at TSA, the woman who originally. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, okay. Th- this is when I first went, and this woman goes, she called some people. She goes, no, it's not there. You have to go to Lost and Found. I go back to you and say, oh, my gosh, they just said I have to go to Lost and Found. And then the TSA workers that you were standing with. Yeah, were we were, we were very, we were very adamant with them, though, and they did um, bring Austin. Austin basically had to go through, pa- you had your passport. But we didn't have the folder with all of Schnitzel's documents yes. and everything else. Yes. So then I run back to you. They send an agent with me back to the desk in which I was just talking to this woman. He talks to another lady in French and says, you, you know, it's not there. We don't know where it is. You go to baggage claim. And baggage claim, what I could do was I had to essentially go through another border security Here's my passport. What's the issue? I explained all of it in English. And I think the guy was just kind of overwhelmed with me speaking in English. He's like, he was really nice. He's like, okay, go. And I was like, okay, that was easy. Run to the airline border. Explain, I lost this folder on this flight. Can someone go back and get it? And at this point, it had been me doing this for about, what, 30 minutes? 30, 35 minutes? Yeah. It, no, it was like f- almost 40 minutes at this point. It was, And it could have been even longer. I was The whole time I'm sitting there at the end of TSA, and at this point, other flights are coming through. People are rushing by me. I have schnitzel in his little carrier. Have I have all, all of our stuff. luggage. I'm like, like all of our you. bags. I'm so sorry. I'm Austin's so sorry. Jacket. I'm so sorry. Well, so Austin basically went through passport control and went into baggage claim. They eventually did find the folder on the plane, and he texts me and says... <laughs> They had it. It was Thank such God. a, my heart was in my stomach. I was literally like, <gasps> when I found it, I almost started crying. Oh, I, I was like standing there just like, oh, thank God. Okay. So then I was like, okay, so come to me. I need you to come here because I cannot get schnitzel into the EU without his, without his pet, pet passport. Mm-hmm. And I asked the lady, how do I get back there? And she pointed me this way, which was not the way to get back there. That took me to like. The main entrance. No, they, yeah. So we were in like terminal, I don't even know. It was like terminal B or something Mm -hmm. like that. And so Austin said, I need to get to like terminal B. So he gets to terminal B, but he can't, they, nobody knew where I was located. I was, I spent about 30 minutes, 40 minutes running around asking police, workers, uh, any, anyone I could find, the janitor, the guy walking the dog. How do I get back to this specific the border the, the border, border control, control to yeah. this way Into and this no terminal. one had an answer for me which is yeah ridiculous it and so this is where things get a little bit wild come on <laughs> don't judge us yo this is where it gets wild it wasn't the two times i had lost the folder before that the most important folder i mean i'm about to be talking about smuggling not just <laughs> oh the it wasn't really hot. i mean my mom so uh, this is me Imagine this. I have like, I have like a, a one shoulder bag, two like roller bags, Austin's jacket, schnitzel and a Sherpa carrier. I've got all this stuff on me. I am exhausted. I had been sitting there at this point for about an hour. I'm like, I'm just going to try to get through this. this He's straight up. He said, fight or flight. I'm flighting through. I get in line. And just as I get in line, this flight from like DC had just gotten in from, uh, from DC, uh, arrived in Charles de Gaulle for us. We were used to this time zone. Like I was tired, but my body was not like this. This is a weird time zone. I have all these Americans behind me. And it was like the first time that I had like heard an American since we've been here. Oh, wow. It seriously. Cause when we were in Ireland, we talked about that all the time. We're like, we never really literally mentioned that walking back from the grocery store, like 
Have we met any Americans? Not in Cork. In Dublin, it's more common, but not in Cork. Yeah. Yeah. Cool for us. <laughs> but I, I told them, and it was funny because they, they were all looking at me like, who is this guy with all of this luggage? With like, like what is four bags, on? a dog, all these jackets. And so. Looking beautiful. Oh, and I'm just standing there exhausted. And, and they look in, at me and they're like, is there a dog in there? Because his cute little Sherpa thing. And I'm like, yes. And I told them what had happened. And they all just looked at me like I was like a Martian or something. They're like, what? <laughs> Like, who? <laughs> no, because I told them how many, what had happened. Like, we lost the folder, and I was like, Austin is somewhere in the terminal, but they don't know where to send him. So I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go up to this border security officer, and if he's like, where's your pet passport and all that, I'm just going to be really honest with him and tell him what's up. Hopefully, they'll be able to radio Austin. I walk up, and I give him my passport. I show him my COVID vaccine card. I didn't even, like, bother. I had... Austin's like jacket draped over schnitzel I didn't even like bother to like let him see that I had schnitzel and there was nobody else there and he just like looks at me and just stamps my passport and I go in and I was just like I think I just smuggled schnitzel smuggled y'all you you are James (laughs) Bond that's the again the second country that no one has asked for anything for schnitzel (laughs) Ireland come on true yeah come on true that's okay come on true come on true I friend, mean, but to be cool. but to be fair, look at Schnitzel. He is he's basically a human. He's oh, like a little baby. I just want to give him a little kiss. He's <laughs> on his little lasagna noodle ears. But you smuggled him in. I did, basically, yeah. So I walked through and I'm exhausted. I walked by this group of French police officers and I was like, Do you need any more documentation from me? <laughs> Straight up. And they were just like, No, go through. And I was like, Okay. Right. So once you said that you had gotten through where I was now just at the the main terminal entrance where people were getting dropped off you know yeah. i went through it was able to it was ba- basically he was upstairs i just went around the corner from border security I went up I went up two, two flights of stairs and then i was up where austin was allegedly <laughs> i searched for forever but after all of that you know like Hot, cold, tired, finally made it through. This is like Amazing Race style stuff going on. We, Seriously. Uh, we have literally seen every episode of every season. Every I single kid episode. you not, yeah. we have binged all of it. If any of you are Amazing Race fans um, or are a part of casting and hiring, we are available. Hello, hallelujah. <laughs> we are well trained at this point. I can make great TV. I am more <laughs> than just true. a voice. I can look cute on camera. You are cute. Oh, thank you. See, exactly. Good TV. <laughs> so we link back up and, you know, just so apologetic. And I'm really glad that that whole situation, uh, you know, Thank you, God. Just it all worked out. Yes. And at the end of the day, we sat down at the gate and we both chilled. I went and got us some little French sandwiches. Uh, hold, hold up. There is more to this. There is even more kind of magic to this story. I was literally walking. Oh, schnitzel trying yeah. to, So there's no pet station in Charles de Gaulle. All right. We, we've talked about it before about pet stations and airports. None in Charles de Gaulle. So I'm trying to get Schnitzel to just go pee pee anywhere. And so I'm walking him around. And lo and behold, I look over at this dude and I'm like, you know, we're all wearing masks. I was like, yo, I know this person. It's like in, I knew uh, the second I looked in his eyes, I was like, uh, who is this person? I know him. Turns out to be this guy I went to high school with. High In Guys Mills. In Guys PA. Mills, PA. You know, I graduated with uh, like 70 people. A guy I went and played volleyball with and went to high school with. 
in Paris in Charles, at Charles de, Gaulle. de Gaulle the same day, the same the same time. time while I'm walking Schitzel. Literally, we hugged each other. It it, it was just. It's like one of those things. It, yeah, it makes it you is. realize how small the world is sometimes. Oh yeah. Met someone from Guys Mills Crawford County, PA, at Charles de Gaulle. Who me? Never. It, it was wild. Did. He came back to me, and I remember us sitting there. And he's like, I I just saw somebody from my high school. And it I was, was like, trippy. What? After all of this, I'm like, am I am I tripping? <laughs> Did I not sleep? I mean, of course I didn't sleep, but like, am I seeing things? That, that is wild when you Small think about world, it. That y'all. Is, that Small is world, y'all. Small world. Um, but yeah, so we we just waited there and we got taken out to the plane, got on the plane, had no issues. And that flight, I slept like a baby. I slept the entire flight to Palermo. I always try to like, I have this like, eighth sense of when I know the flight attendant coming with some drink and with some snack, my body like wakes me up and I'm like, yeah, I'll take it. And then I'll collect it, eat, eat it, drink it, and then fall back asleep. It is literally an eighth <laughs> this sense. This is truth. It is. When we've been on long haul flights, like Austin will be passed out. And trust me when I say this, I've never met somebody who can fall asleep so quickly. But the moment that they bring that Gee. drink cart, it's like the trolley lady from Harry Potter. He is just hold up. up. You want my sickles? You want my galleons? No, you get you taking galleons because you know I want two two drinks and some snacks. <laughs> I, I I don't know what it is, but we passed out on that flight. It's a scarred. I mean, yeah, I really can fall asleep anywhere pretty quickly. Truth, truly. But we ended up flying into Palermo. So remember, like in, in when we were in Paris, it was really cold. But when we left, uh, I mean, we were Ireland, inside. It time. was very chilly. I mean, it was like oh in yeah, the 30s we were like rain, yeah, raining coat. Um, so oh my gosh, what is thirty degrees? It was like six degrees Celsius. Oh, it was like yeah, three, four to five degrees. Yeah, it, it was down there. We're gonna know, educate the children, so it was probably like five degrees Fahrenheit or so Celsius. It was, it was cold, but we thirties morning. We pull up into we're flying over the mediterranean sea yeah so it's real sunny because at this point it's blue now water, like, gorgeous you know way, yeah. 2 p.m 3 p.m B- gorgeous blue water once we get out of the clouds and these just like huge mountains it's like you know land where people can live hills and just beautiful mountains landing into the airport and yeah like, Ooh, and it's sun it's interesting because i think a lot of people try to compare like sicily or like the sicilian coast to California, but it's different than that. It is different. It, it is. It's, in, it, it, I don't know. I just haven't seen anything quite like it. Um, but yeah, it has these, these mountains that just kind of stand alone. These yeah. huge mountains. Mm-hmm. And so we fly in and the airport itself is actually right by the sea and right, right next to these yes. mountains. Right by the sea, right by the beach, right by, it's 45 minutes to an hour train ride. Yeah. And uh, it was like 80, north of the city. And it was 82 degrees it, in Palermo. Which what is that in? It was Celsius? like upper twenties, like twenty eight, twenty nine, or thirty. It was up near there. No, it was it, yeah, it was definitely like twenty eight. Yeah, it was. So we went from one extreme to the other. It yeah, was we went really from like warm. five degrees Celsius yeah. to twenty eight degrees Celsius, yeah. or thirty degrees to eighty degrees. Yeah. So anyway, we get off the plane and with the folder. We have the folder. Hello. We have the folder. I did take the folder. (laughs) I was like, you know what? I'm going to take this for a little bit. Thanks, babes. (laughs) So we get into the airport and we go to baggage claim. The airport is right away. I'm going to say, this is where I'm going to be really real. You're like, where am I? It felt otherworldly. Oh, yeah. It's very old. Uh Uh-huh. The wires and 
why it, it reminded they're me they're doing of renovations Jersey. Yeah. yeah but like the wires and things were just hanging down and, and we're standing in the baggage area like the baggage claim and right, i'm like and our bags come oh and office. i had to go to the bathroom so bad i hadn't gone and i was like okay i need to go use the bathroom so i walked to this bathroom this is the moment that i was like i'm in sicily i walked to this bathroom it is a no there there is no gender bathroom there is no like male female mixed gender anything sign it's just bathroom potty toilet you walk in there and it's got like individual stalls and that's it but it's like anybody everybody you know men women children everybody's in there waiting for the bathroom and i was like okay okay so at first i'm like okay this is different okay Okay, this is yeah okay okay this is okay then i get into the actual toilet there are no toilet seats and they're wide and it's like (laughs) i'm sitting there going is are these squatty potties <laughs> and not only that these toilets look like something like from like the 1930s where mm. it's like that skinny little tube that goes up to this big like hanging water bucket that's on the wall i just like walk in there water and bucket like, I, it reminded me of something from like little house on the prairie like uh. when harriet olsen when they get that the toilet installed and she like drowns herself with the water. Yeah. It was like that moment. And I was sitting there and I was like, Oh my God, I shut the door and I'm sitting there going to the bathroom and I'm like, Lord, baby Jesus, Lord help me. I'm like, this is Sicily. Welcome to Sicily. Welcome to Sicily. (laughs) Whereas at the Frankfurt airport, it's like super chic and it looks like you're walking into like a James Bond movie and it's like an individual room with a toilet that cleans itself and everything. Like oh, that's yeah, Frankfurt airport. It smells like a glad air freshener. <laughs> but yeah, that was an experience. That was like my first taste of Sicily. And yeah, <laughs> it was a, a taste. Is a, taste is a strong word. <laughs> Gra- Luckily though, our bags, bam, grabbed them. Yeah. So glad they were there. No issues, no miss up. Like, that's one of our biggest fears. When you fly and you have a connection, it's happened to me so many times. And honestly, it's happened to me anytime that I was in Italy before, it, my luggage always got lost. And it was, it's just the most annoying thing. It does make me nervous, you know, oh, sometimes carrying yeah. or carrying all of our, all of our stuff with us. I'm, all, I think, and this is totally another conversation another day, but just downs, what is downsizing look yeah. like? What is truly, what, what do you need? And, even in these five months of us living abroad, I can already say like there are so many things I don't wear that I thought I was going to wear. Another episode, like another episode for another day. Um, but I was so excited to be in Palermo. You know, had this beautiful idea of what Italy was, and I mean, people who are from here, who are Sicilians, say you know, there's Italy, and then and then there's Sicilian. We're, we're Sicilian. Yeah, like or it, Sicilia, it's, yeah. It's a completely different different world. Yeah, um, absolutely. So we left the airport, and we had to go to the train station. Um, and thankfully, there are trains in Sicily, so we were able to take a train from Palermo Airport to Palermo Centrale, which is the central train station, which is we live pretty close to it, so that's where we were coming to. It's about, what, an hour from the airport. Yeah, I would say 45 minutes to an hour. It's it's right along the Mediterranean. Absolutely beautiful. So yeah. if you're like going from the airport, on the left you see the Mediterranean, on the right you see the mountains and you see these little houses and yeah. very, it, you know, like... Um, how would you like describe the architecture of us like going through? It's it's Mediterranean. If it's, you've yeah. ever been to Greece, if you've ever been to Cactus. a lot of other Medi- Mediterranean places, the architecture is very... Um, it's very much like that, but I will say this is where we need to be very real about these things Mm. because we need to give people realistic expectations. 
like there's a lot of poverty in Sicily. Yeah, yeah, I would say, it, yeah, there's a lot of poverty. You can see it in the a houses. a lot of dilapidation, you know. A lot of buildings, you could see that just weren't taken care of. Just right. empty apartment buildings that are just like kind of blown out. Yeah, I, I've had other people say, you know, when you think of North Africa and you think of like places like Morocco um, or a lot of places in Spain, it's just, it's different. And when you go from a country like Ireland, especially a city like Cork that is just very like, Lots of like maintenance that's done to it and well maintained, and still, I mean, and you could still see though in Cork that there, there was some yeah, there was even still even old to like and, yeah, yeah 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 absolutely. But I think in Sicily, one of the first things you'll notice is it's like there are these beautiful mountains and there's the sea, and then there's a lot of just you know you've got these beautiful tiled roof houses. You've got like a junkyard yeah. next to, you know, this gated house next to this really old apartment complex. It's very interesting. And it's something that we'll talk about in, in you know, in further episodes. Because honestly, you know, being in Italy it really has been a culture shock for a reason. Um, but it's been a really interesting learning experience. So our first yeah. impressions from the train window, though, were this place is gorgeous. I remember just looking out the window and we're going around this giant mountain and I was just kind of like, felt like Hawaii. Sometimes when you look at Hawaii, yeah. you see, you're just like, what? What? The, the yeah, beach that's a good mountain way of, of good, or like yeah. beach, and then just mountain. It's it's weird. It's like it has more vegetation than California, but it's not like Hawaii in the fact that Hawaii is like tropical. Lush. Oh yeah, yeah. It's exactly. kind of in between. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of it's desert of vibe. Yeah, yeah. Lots of cactus cacti that's the plural of those it is uh thank you come on <laughs> i arisen or whatever <laughs> throw back to the Previous part episode. one of this episode um and a lot of like dry bushes and uh yeah it was just absolutely beautiful taking taking that train ride a very stark difference to what ireland was and as soon as we arrived to palermo centrale or the central train station it was just whoop whoa doors open like you're in italy yeah you're in sicily you're in palermo yes. you are here yes it's very bustling very busy i had an idea of where we were going we walk out and the front of the train station faces this very busy road intersection with like a big roundabout yeah with like it's like maybe three lanes they really don't have lanes they three lanes right. of cars going around this roundabout i it, sometimes it's five lanes sometimes it's sometimes three. it's three lanes two bikers and four motorcyclists just figure it out and, and that's what, seriously it's oh it's, yeah and moped drivers taking their lives in their hands like constantly it was Wild, but we had to cross the street. So here we are lugging all this luggage. So, yeah, so, so much stuff. And we have schnitzel because he finally, this is the first time since we left Dublin that schnitzel is he able went to be potty. outside. Yeah. yeah. I could not, I tried my absolute hardest at Charles to call to get him to potty and he couldn't do it. So little homeboy held his bladder for that long. And when he could go potty, ooh, sweet release. Yes. And so... But here we are, like Schnitzel, he is just an easygoing guy. Mm-hmm. He likes chill people and mm-hmm. chill environments. Palermo? Not beep beep. Oh, it's loud. There's traffic. People are, you know, walking out in the middle of all it's of this dynamic. traffic. It's dynamic. people stop. It's very dynamic. Yeah. And literally, so we arrive with all of our stuff. Again, no sleep, tired, exhausted. 
disoriented. Disoriented. All right, let's at least cross the street to make it to the fountain. We're able to do that. There are no crosswalks. We're we're very of the mindset, you know, way to the crosswalk. Oh, it turns green. All right, let's walk that. Very German. It's a Dutch. <laughs> yeah, and you know, and even in folks in the United States, even coming from the country, I think I, I naturally was just like, I'm going to cross whenever. And, but then I've adopted the mindset of, no, there are these rules in place yeah. for a reason. And I think city people, you do, you know, at busy intersections, you find the crosswalk, you push the button. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not in Palermo, Not baby. in Palermo. There are no buttons. There are no mm-hmm. lights. You just walk. <laughs> I I swear there has to be a cartoon in which, like... It's like Mulan, the woman with the grandma with the cricket, when she like, oh, walks out in the Oh, my road. gosh. You literally... <laughs> That is Palermo. No joke. You got to cricket yourself. Come on. You got to be the lucky one. (laughs) Literally. That is so funny. That's what it's like. So exhausted, tired. You know, it's four o'clock in the afternoon, hot. Cars everywhere. We don't speak the language. We don't understand any of the language. Moseying our way on through the smells. Everything's so different. So different. Everything sounds different. The buildings look different. Ireland is very green. Like Palermo is green, but again, it's kind of like that desert vibe. But all of the buildings, I would say for the most part, a lot of them are just brown. Like yeah, stone. and I mean Palermo itself, within Sicily, Palermo has been invaded by like the what? Normans, the Normans, the Greeks, the Greeks, the Romans, the Romans later on, Africans, yeah, like Africa, just it, yeah. invaded by so many countries that yeah. this place, like is a literal, a literal melting pot. A lot of it is like Arabic. Like you you see a lot of things that are from remnants of, of Islam having a strong presence here. Then it was remade into like a strong Catholic presence. It is. Yeah. It's, it's gone. This city and you see it and we'll dive more into it deeper as we unfold what living in Palermo, Sicily is like, but at just at first glance, it was just like stark difference. What are all of these? Like everyone just like different, just different skin colors, different sounds, different languages, different smells, different kids in the street. And, you know, we were used to being in Ireland. Everyone's wearing a mask here. It was just kind of like cuckoo, cuckoo. We doing what we want. Not a lot of people wearing masks, just walking around outside in right. the train station on the trains. Of course, we're wearing yeah, masks. where it's in, where it's in for and in the grocery but, store. You yeah, in the grocery to. store. But in public at that point, it was just like, boop. There you go. Right. Yeah. So we were lugging all of our luggage through the streets of Palermo. And a lot of these streets are not level. There are no, no sidewalks. sidewalks. You kind of walk through level. alleyways. You know what I mean? These are ancient streets. Yeah. These are ancient streets. You know, think of, you know, when you dream of living in Italy, you think of just the cobblestones, I guess not cobblestones, but big square stones that make up these streets that are uneven and cute in the mopeds and the little cars. Well, they're not cute when you're pulling luggage over them. They ain't cute when (laughs) when you've got, you know, a 12 pound wiener dog, all of this luggage that was literally like 20 pounds overweight to go back to the island. We got, we pack it too much. They were, yeah. And we were just navigating through, not knowing the language, no street signs. Nothing. We just didn't know where these things were. But miraculously, we found our apartment. It, it took it. Yes, it, it took, took a while. No, we wrong. We found the right street. We just needed to go up to ninety-seven, but we were mm-hmm. at like twenty-five, and I was like, "Oh shoot, oh, we, got we got a long while way to go." To go. <laughs> we got there, and the second that we got into our Airbnb, it was just like, drop the stuff. Look at each other, like, relax, we we're safe. We did. Here in this beautiful, beautiful two-bedroom re- Airbnb. It's, it is beautiful. You've probably seen it. If you follow us on Instagram, 
Austin's posted a lot of pictures from like our terrace and stuff. It really is like the refuge that we have here. It is on the the second floor, as they say in Europe, but in America we would say the third floor. Yeah. So, but it wasn't done there. Our first day in Palermo, we literally got here. We put our bags down and we knew that we needed to go to the grocery store because again, oh, yeah, it was when, like a moment of bliss to a moment of like, <laughs> yeah, we need water and we need some food. Because when you're not a tourist at a hotel and you're not near a bunch of restaurants, you have to go to the get grocery water, store, you know, get whatever. So our first stop was Lidl and Lidl is the grocery store we went to in Ireland. So we were like, let's do this. Let's do the one here. It's, you know, let me tell you all something. We could have a episode. A a, a whole episode about going to a grocery store in Palermo. And they're all like that. It's not just the Lidl. It's all of them. It is the wildest experience. It is cuckoo cuckoo. Packed. The thing about Italians are they're quite expressive. Like when we were at the Lidl in Ireland, people would stay in a line and they would all just be quiet. And give or you like some space. You know? Yeah, they were all just very courteous. And they'd six, move, six they'd move out of Yeah, they out would of move way, out of your way. You know? They would understand. Even if they didn't speak English, even if, you know, Ireland, they weren't native Irish. It was just built into the culture. Yeah. But not in Palermo. Mm. I think that first night, and we'll leave leave off on on this note after this experience because we have so much to share with you guys about Ireland or about Italy and about Sicily and about Palermo. But I think that first experience at Lidl really made me was like, say to myself, "Oh my gosh, we are in a completely different country, we, yeah, and completely different culture, entirely." So culture shock that that moment of just like from your head to your toes you're like this i'm in a different space the social norms changed yeah immediately you in in ireland you ask somebody for something or you say excuse me if you reach over whatever in italy it's like you know what do you always say when you're like closed mouths don't get fed closed mouths don't get fed that's kind of how it is and yeah you hear you you know, it's kind of like a dog eat dog kind of thing where it's like you cross the road when you need to cross, you cross and you hope that the traffic's going to stop. Yeah. Palermo is known for being the home of the Godfather. If you've ever seen the movie, it, the was, Godfather, the, it was the center of the mafia, the center of the mafia. Yeah. So every time we were talking about going to Palermo, people are like, have you seen the Godfather? Oh, the mafia. And, you know, I've never seen the mafia. I'd never known. It's just like you step out like people, like you just take it. Yeah, it's. You could tell that 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 kind of, you know, toughness is really built into the culture. But again, it also probably comes from centuries of multiple conquerors and multiple empires and things like that. And it's just Sicilian people are tough. They are. They're very resilient people, very strong people. Yeah. And I think and and it's like Irish people are like these what I imagine like hobbits are like, yeah, they'll yell and they'll banter at you and they may come up to you drunk in the street sometimes, but they're just perfectly harmless and stuff. But then with with Sicilians, it's like, you better watch out. You yeah, they'll not. throw hands. Yeah, they will. They will throw mm-hmm, hands. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So being at Lidl that first night, we got all of our groceries and everything, and we stood in line, and it was just, you know, packed, just crowded. Packed. No six feet, no two meters. Everyone breathing People down each other's necks. People touching you. I'm a weird, I'm a person who I'm like, don't touch me. People you know? yelling. People touching you. People yelling you. at the the clerks checking people out there yelling back it was just sensation overload oh yeah no no it was total it was a total sensory overload and i think that walking back to the apartment though we were just like wow 
Because on one hand, the truth is, is that I don't want to talk like it's not a negative thing. It's just, it's a different thing. You know, that there are some people who truly enjoy that culture. Yeah. And it was just the initial shock of all of it. We're, we're mid. Okay. Let's be really honest. We're Midwesterners. Like when I went to Boston, I was, I was kind of shocked by that culture of like more of aggressive, Mm -hmm. more loud yelling kind of, you know, and that's how it is here in Sicily. And so I think for us, as we walked back to our apartment, we both had the conversation wow, this is going to be an adjustment. And we knew right away, this is going to be interesting. Yeah. Our first, our first hours there, we, yeah. we knew. We knew. And now we're here and... And we have so many more stories to sh- share. Oh my gosh, y'all. <laughs> and I'm really excited to share those. I'm forever always so thankful that you're listening and even considering to listen to our story. And... If you ever feel it in your heart to rate us or to share it with friends and people you love, please do Um, interact with us on Facebook, comment on our Instagram. We absolutely love, and when I say we truly appreciate it from our hearts, we really truly appreciate that you listen and you share and you are come and be a part of this journey because again, we learn best through others experiences and y'all we're pretty fun. Like if you ate episodes in and if you haven't listened to them, go back and start because again, it's a treat. It's almost Thanksgiving. If you are riding home, go back and restart and listen because we, it's just so much fun. And I'm so excited to share more of these stories here in our current home of Palermo. Absolutely. So In our next episode, we will talk more about those first few days, um, discuss the first time we saw the cathedral, which honestly was just an experience in and of itself, Mm. and really talk a little bit more about that mafia history because it really does play a role and it still continues to play a role here. Mm -hmm. Um, And we'll talk a little bit about price comparison because that's something we love to talk about is like... How much is oh, a cocktail yeah. in Ireland versus how much is a cocktail? Oh yeah, in what Sicily? does a dinner cost versus this? What does even something like Uber Eats cost? This versus that McDonald's, y'all. You know I love me some Mickey D's. <laughs> I, can't, I can't wait to talk about. It's a good indicator of price. Hello, it really, it really is. Um, and we also want to talk about being an LGBTQ plus couple in Sicily and Italy, especially um, with it being a little bit more of a conservative society mm-hmm. and also with a recent government refusal to back a hate crimes bill for LGBTQ plus people in Italy, what that's like for us and things mm-hmm. that we've experienced. Yeah, we're here. Um, and honestly, when things don't go as planned, especially in a country like Italy, like navigating some of those stressors, because for us, obviously we don't speak Italian fluently. And so mm-hmm. there are times where we have to be very flexible. We have to do our research. So we'll talk about that as well. Um, but most importantly, remember to chase your happiness. And for real, thank you so much for vibing with us. Thanks, y'all.